Yo, 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 the contestant, and we motherfucking back on this Friday, you heard Yo, this is Urban Debaters, and... Urban fucking debaters on this fucking Friday. And reggaeton and everything and every day. You heard... Yo, Twix, but, but hold on, before we get into music real quick, Shout out to all the all the people right now that's tuning in. You know what I mean? Second episode. We we trying to you know do something different around here. You know, Spanish topics in English. You know what I mean? A little bilingual, Spanglish. And let's get straight into this Friday. We're gonna go into something that we've been talking about, me and Alex, for a while that we've been wanting to do that needs to be done and talked about. Let's talk about this Mount Rushmore. Of the whole urban mm. reggaeton scene, and we're gonna give our opinions once again. Y'all, y'all can leave comments if y'all feel otherwise, or if y'all wanna just chime in, or just shit, say our shit is whack. Okay, yeah, y'all, exactly. Y'all suck dick because we don't suck dick. You heard? <laughs> and, uh, we're just out here, son, giving our opinions on music that we love. So no, yes, man. Foremost, I'ma start this shit off. The go, Mount go Rushmore of reggaeton. I'm going to give my four, my opinions. Alex, you, you, you just chime in with me. And then it's like you're not debating me, not yet. And then you give your four. And then after that, we'll debate. I'll chime in on you. You chime in on me. But we're not debating until after we both give our four. All right, go. First and foremost, number one on the Mount Rushmore of reggaeton urban genre to me is going to be Daddy Yankee. No matter what, like. Out of every artist that's artists that help bring the genre to where it is now, like Daddy Yankee has been nonstop consistent, nonstop working, hasn't took a break. There's not a year that doesn't have a Daddy Yankee single, a Daddy Yankee the song that's not big. And let's just talk about how even in modern day, Despacito, billion views on YouTube, you know what I mean? And that was a big song for him. Let's not even talk about how, how Daddy Yankee, you know, him and, and Nicky Jam in the beginning, with, with everything they was doing, how that changed reggaeton. Not to mention, we test our Daddy Yankee with the Playero Then, you know, you can't even count how many songs Daddy Yankee has. Like, this guy has over thousands of songs. Just how, what he is to the game, the fact that no matter what, it could be a new artist. He hops on new songs and new artists before they even blow up. He helps a lot, man. And Daddy Yankee, single-handedly, is the king of reggaeton, hands down. Don't get me wrong. Don Omar kept calling himself the king and all that. But, you know, no matter what you say, the numbers, the albums, the influence in the game, the longevity, the consistency, mm. nobody has it like Daddy Yankee. And he gets the number one spot mm. in the George Washington and reggaeton. I mean, I can't, there's really not much to say that I can say bad about Daddy Yankee. You know, Daddy Yankee, he's been around since Playero. My first time ever hearing Daddy Yankee was, I was real young. I can't remember the the age, but I heard him in Playero 38. And, you know, that was a classic. That was like a, how many minutes was that? Like 20 minutes? That's how much the game changed, like. Back. Niggas was doing twenty minute records like crazy, and and and, and you know what's crazy? Back. It still goes off to this day. Um, 
But Daddy Yankee is uh, one of those uh, legend, living legend, and the guy's uh, outstanding dude. Very disciplined, as you can see from the movie, uh, the uh, the Nicky Jam documentary. Barrio Fino as well, but you know they also sold his side oh, on yeah. the Nicky Jam. And, and, and Ganado, which right, is a right, very, Ganado, very yep. good, very underslept. That's a, that's we're gonna leave that for another day. Um, but Daddy Yankee, yeah, living legend, done record with Snoop Dogg. You could name it; he's done it, and he's a legend. And his ball game is crazy. Like you, his ball game, like his his ball game is crazy. That's the thing about him. The funny thing is, is that he keeps reinventing himself. Cause boom, a new artist will come out, and guess what? My guy, Daddy's gonna let you spit, <laughs> let you spit your whole flow, and then copy into your whole shit. And, and man, flip it. And man, flip it. That, that, that's what's dope. And the thing about that, mm. I understand that after, after time, he wasn't in the game as much. He, he hasn't been working as much. He hasn't been as consistent as daddy. But just the fact that he changed the complexion of the game. You know what I mean? How he came out, the afro, ugly, the the what he was talking about, the bars. And mm. I like that album. I remember... New York, being young, that nobody was listening to reggaeton. And I remember, like, my, my cousin put me on from Puerto Rico. I, I, I had got the album. I burnt it. You know, I didn't buy it. I burnt it. Got to keep it a buck. Downloaded it. And, and on LimeWire, had that shit. And that shit. <laughs> Everything he was talking about, the bars, guasa, guasa, you know, uh, every song on that, like, that, that hands down, super classic. And even after that, for, for after that album, all the features, all the the I just want to fuck you with with Akon, the shit. Mm. He, he got so many features, man. So yeah, so many. Lean back too. Lean, lean back. back. That 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 whole two three year period, he was just on fire, and you know he he expanded the genre to a lot of people that just wasn't hip to reggaeton. Like that shit hit New York like a bomb, and then yeah. he opened the doors for Daddy Yankee Barrio Fino. And all the rest of them after that, because Daddy Yankee was out way before, but just the the the, the just the impact that they go had hands down could never be recreated, never be redone, and, and just any artist in the game will tell you, Tego, 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 that album was is just hands down changed the game completely, completely. Yeah, no, nah, I, I would I would totally agree. This is another artist in the game that. What can you say bad about the guy? The only my only thing about um Tego is that I just feel like I wish he was more consistent Back. with his uh, dropping more music and being more out there. But you know, Tego is a different kind of breed, a different kind of reggaetonero. I don't even I, I don't shouldn't even call him that because he really was a rapper. He's a rapper. Um, you know, yeah, a he's rapper. a rapper. Like reggaeton and change the game. A lyricist, that's the, Yeah, and you. And not for nothing, that first album, he had mad records. Like, that shit had, like, hits. fucking 19 songs. Like, hits. Hits. And it, they were all hits, and it not was just a different that, time. Like, you know, you got to remember that that album was special because it was a young Looney Tunes, you know, before my mm. flow. You know what I mean? The, producer, the, the production on that album was hands down a lot of, you know, at that time, Looney was, like, tiny when he started out. You know what I mean? Like, it was just uh, the, the start of something crazy, you know. And not to mention the My Flow feature, the Metele Sazon Bateria Reggaeton. Reggaeton. Like, uh, uh, like he, mm. he, he, knew, he knew what to do, man. And 
the game needed that. You know what I mean? Like he put yeah. the game where it needed to be and gave reggaeton that jump it needed when nobody believed in it. Thank nah, you. that's a fact. Because and, and coming from where reggaeton comes, like back again, like I said, Playero thirty eight. To coming from doing twenty minute records to doing what they're doing now and be able to cross market yourself and be able to mingle with the hip hop artists, that that was pretty dope too. Um, and I'm pretty yeah, Tego is definitely up there in that Rushmore list. Uh, um, my opinion as well too. He definitely deserves it. Hard work individual. I would like to see him get honored or something like what Daddy Yankee did to Jay Biden. I would like to see back, that with Tego. Even remember that the oh. year before they did Biden. They had all the artists do songs of Daddy Yankee and gave him the Icon Award. I mean, number mm, Osuna sang mm. one of his songs. De La Ghetto sang a song. Like, that, that, that was big. And I feel like Dego deserves that, too, because if you talk to a lot of artists, Anuel, Alcángel, Bad Bunny, they all going to tell you that that album was in their top ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, nah, not so only that, just that Dego, like, lyrically, he changed the game. Yeah, he changed the game. Like, undoubtedly, one of the best. Undoubtedly. Uh, right. Uh, right. who's, oh, right. who's next number, on your list? Number three, I, I'm going to go, like, a lot of people going to look at me like I'm bugging with this one, but I, I'm, I'm going to tell you my reasoning. Number three is going to be We Sing from We Sing and Yandel. Solo. Mm. And I say that to say this. I put a group member in, in the top of Mount Rushmore without his counterpart. But let me say it like this. When you think about reggaeton and you think about duos, Wisin and Yandel, Rakimi Kenwai, Zion and Lennox, you know, you, you can keep going on and name a whole bunch of people. The rapper, like, you know, let's be honest. You don't remember half of their verses. Blambe, you don't remember all these guys' verses. You just remember the singer. You always be on some, ah, you know, the singer's always better. Like, like you know, and, and that's something that, one thing about Wisin is that his energy, the, that one, his chanteos at the end of the song, you already know. Hearing him, like, like changing the game, it went from, you know, Another day, we're gonna take that for another time. My number three is Weezing for the hard work, the passion, 
the 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 influence in the game he has. A lot of the shit that the, the innovation that they had. Cause I ain't gonna front. When reggaeton changed onto that techno shit, we seen in Yandel, you already know, but we seen yeah. all those abusadora, all those well, songs, Yeah, that shit was hard. Can't take it away from them, man. Lo, lo like, Tate Tate is my favorite. Oh lo my Tate Tate. god, we sing was a hard yes. worker, man. And, yeah. and if we sing would have been by himself, he would have had a daddy Yankee career. And I put that all sincerity in my heart. No if ands or buts about it. We sing by himself would have been big, even without Yonder. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. I don't think he because then he, when he was doing his singing shit, he was killing shit. Like even you didn't now, he be singing. I'd be like, yo. The the singing shit is hard. Like it sounds good on him. I'm like, yo, this thing is nice. Yeah, but that's how I know, like, you know, deep down inside, like, he influenced a lot of Yandere's choruses. You know, he influenced a lot. I feel like Weezing was a big part of, like, a bigger part of Weezing and Yandere when it came to the hard work and dedication to what they were trying to do and the legacy of reggaeton. And that's important, mm. the legacy of reggaeton. I feel like Weezing put that over the group and just wanted to make music, like, take the urban genre to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? And take it on about it, like a lot of those features, a lot of those bars, like you know, like it's just hey, he was he was special, man, real special to the game, and 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 and, and he's a godfather when it comes to this. That's a fact. No, no, he, he, you know, you can't mention reggaeton without wasting. Like there's there's no ifs about that. Like he's up there in the Rushmore for sure. Uh, my me, so my my next choice would have to be Don Omar. For, for, for that. Reason... But wait, that's yeah. We're gonna get into yours. I'm not done yet. I got. Okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, yeah, we still got one more. My four, my four, my four. The the four for me. This one's gonna be another controversial one, mm. but I'm gonna put it out there. I'm mm. Skyhead. You heard? I'm fucking Skyhead. I'm Skyhead, baby. La maravilla. <laughs> I don't wanna hear shit. Gotta put that man up there. I say that with mad fucking passion. You know why? You know why? Fifteen years in the fucking game. Not only that, a fucking hit every year. Not only one hit, two, three, four, five, ten fucking hits a year. Not only that, the fucking features, the remixes. Name a fucking year. I got him wasn't on, and I don't mean remix, wasn't on a fucking feature, a big feature. He's a fucking go-to guy. And you, you put him next to, first off, that, that's one, the passion of that. I, I'm, but I, let me go into... Oh, but I got him. Yeah, if it wasn't for I got him, there wouldn't be an Osuna. Why? La ocasión had I got him on it. Niggas listen to that shit. But I got him before Osuna and Anwes. You fucking heard? Next. Let's go to fucking Bad Bunny. Let's fucking go. Don't fucking talk about Bad Bunny. One of the biggest artists in the game. Let's fucking go. Let, let, let's talk about how my son put, single-handedly put Bad Bunny on well and Osuna on the fucking level to win. You heard? If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have these artists right now that got 100 million views, 200 million views on the fans. Not to mention, you know, just him, the features. He even fucking gave Tali a shot. What's up? Yo, thank go, Un flow, cabrón. Let's go. When it came to Tali, the New York movement. Let's go. Let's talk about the movies that this guy did. El Triangulo. Let's talk about, bro, all these fucking hits and no fucking Grammys. The Grammys could suck. I got his dick, you heard? How the fuck you give I got him best new, uh, Anuel best new artist and don't give I got him one fucking Grammy? Are you fucking stupid? Pa que la pase bien? Are you Yo. fucking dumb? Fucking, let's go. 
let's go. Química sustancia with Don Omar, let's go. Let's fucking talk about, um, piensa en mi, let, let's, come on, my guy got fucking hits for days and never left the game, never. You can't blame his mom for being a smart businesswoman. Let's fucking go. Give this man his fucking flowers. He fucking, when it comes to them, and we talking about, this is before Faruco, before all these new artists. Bruh, he came out on Sangre Nueva, Yengo Flow, Yomo. You talk about Tommy Vieta. You talk about the names of niggas that ain't even out right now. Nobody. Nobody. Where are yeah. they? I don't know. But I know where I got his at. You heard dropping fucking hits. Still fucking dropping hits. And, and then when he did Los Favoritos, threw a whole bunch of people on. Let's go. Let's just talk about his movement. Oh, oh, oh come on, son. Like, I got his special, bro. When you talk about special in the game, I've got his, bro. <laughs> like, when it comes to that generation, 15 years strong. And then you also got to talk about his counterpart. He came out with Del Aguero. Del Aguero's a hell of a fucking artist, talented person. But when you talk about albums and single-wise, Nowhere near the fucking level of Akanhead. Nowhere near it. That that man needs his flowers, and I, I get upset when I think about it. How no Grammys, no no nothing, no fucking fucking. Not not only that, just Icon Award. Ten years in the game, fifteen years in the game. Not like you talking about before all these guys. And name a remix he never killed. Name a feature he didn't kill. Like I'll wait, bro. All his mixtapes, Optimum Alka. Let's go. I'll wait. No, you you put his discography of hits next to anybody. Smash this shit. Nah, I got his one of those fucking animals. Uh, you said everything, so it's, I'm gonna really say just a little. It's just like when it comes to when it comes to just like the 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 the, the Mount Rushmore of reggaeton is like big impacts in the game, and it's not just oh this guy got a bunch. No impact to the game. Al Kahed single handedly. Fucking win influenced a whole genre of singers. Osuna, all these other guys that never made it. You know what I mean? Like people that were singers, all those singing records. How many guys try to have his raspy voice? How many guys try to steal his flow? How many? How yeah, nah, many? He's... I'll fucking put some fucking respect on his name. La Mara Beach. Yo, what song heard? was it for you for for Akahed that really was like, I like this nigga, this nigga's a beast. It's just, first off, I can't even think. It's just that first album. Let's, mm. let's talk about that. He he gave you a little bit of reggaeton. He gave you, like, like Bora Mal Ciega. Yeah, oh that song's God. classic. He gave you a super-duper love song. Pa que la pase bien, chica virtual. Like, that one album, he gave you a techno feature. He gave you a slow feature, R&B. He gave you reggaeton. He gave you rap. And the thing about it is, he's not only a thing, his bars are insane. For, for, insane. Like, that, it's just over the top. Like, and then not only that, you also got, we also got to be buying to what I said when you was talking about, like, you know, when I said Looney was, like, tiny when he started out. Bruh, those tiny beats for were, like, Yeah, 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 he was. Bro. Tiny oh was a God. different, we tiny? was on Tiny before anybody knew about Tiny. Like, we was... When yeah, when he was, he was a little, little kid, kid. he was like 16. Like, all those beats that he killed, man, with off those tiny beats. And just the, the fact, like, Akahe is a strong artist, bro, and still in the game right now, still dropping straight heat rocks. That's why it's like, you, you got to put him up there when, because he, he, like, Daddy Yankee influenced the whole generation in a whole. He was old, all that. You know what I mean? Dago, he, he put the, the, the game over the, over the hump when it came to really getting.
getting that, that notoriety around the world. We seen just kept giving us the heat, the heat, the heat as a as a as a duo rapper because duo rappers don't get no respect. And then my fourth pick, like I said, I got him when it came to the, the new generation. Come on, man. He influenced that whole generation all up and down. You could listen to Neo Garcia, Osuna, Wheeler, and you're going to be like, yeah, you know, I know they got side from Akahel in there. Nah, nah I would definitely, for me, like, Akahel is definitely up there. Like, he's definitely on that list. Um, And for me, one of the songs that really I looked at Akahel in, in a different way was Chica Vitual because that song was just, that shit oh was just God. different. Like, a the sound was different. Like, the swag was different. I'm like, ooh, what's this? Like, th- that sound at that time was so different and unique. It was like, it was so fresh. It was like, oh, my God. It, it kind of felt like it was tangible. Like, you could it's taste, like, you could touch it. Like, it was crazy. That's what I mean. It's just the, the versatility from, like, working on songs like that to working on records like that. Mm, I'm like, that that's that, that, like, that's oh a classic. God. That beat like, is hard. You know what I mean? Like, that, it's just a lot of his first... And then and then I didn't even get on before he came out solo when he was with De La Ghetto. All those songs that him and De La Ghetto did changed the game. You heard, you seen the verses between Looney mm-hmm. and Tiny. You seen what they were playing? The Ghetto, old yeah. I got his De La Ghetto record. Yeah. fucking go. Like, you got to give that man his flowers and I get upset that he didn't win all these awards that he should be winning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's crazy how you could give, like, Bad Bunny a million awards. And I don't say he doesn't deserve them. He deserves all of them. Jay Balvin, 13 nominations this year alone. Like, dude, not one for Alcajel in the last year. Yeah, I'm not. What? That, but, Yo, fuck the Grammys. Fuck all these awards. That, that, that's why, no like, knowledge, my son, um, Alcajel, when was it? Bro. When Daddy Yankee gave it to Jay Balvin, I get it. Like, I, I see what Jay Biden, of course, changed the game, bought the game back when it was at a downfall. But, like, damn, my son, I got him to get no look. Like, anybody else didn't, we didn't get a look. Like, like these niggas been holding the game down way before Jay Biden was even around. So, you know, like, I, I don't know what was that about. We're we going to speak on that, too. Like, we're going to speak on that, but... I see the reason and why and what J. Biden did, but yeah. let's just end my four and you start your four. We're going to go right back to that. All right, so my four, four. I, definitely those three. The only person that I will add to that would for me. Is, but you gotta yeah, I got um, Daddy Yankee, of course. I got I got him for, I got, I got right, him for number two. That. And I got Don Omar for number three. Uh-huh. And the reason why I say Don Omar, because okay, Don Omar okay. was a, a big, a big guy in the game. Like he really made a lot of moves, uh, a lot of singles. Of course, uh, his album "The Last Dawn" was like you know really one of the best albums in that time. And I think it really changed the. Game. When that album came out, like "Delay" was crazy. You know that was a big, a, a big song for him. And yeah. "Don't Dale Don't Dale" was another big song for him. And you know, we was talking about the, on the last podcast, um, on the last episode, we was talking about how he, you know, he was doing the bachata thing, and not for nothing. Remember that when we went to Puerto Rico to go see Don Omar versus Daddy Yankee? That was crazy. Facts, yo, we did that. You heard two New York people went all the way to Puerto Rico for one day for that. Don Omar versus Daddy Yankee concert. That yeah. was an experience. Another we'll talk ep- about it. Another episode. 
that was a really good life-changing experience to be in Puerto Rico in the trolley sale around not just Puerto Ricans, Puerto Ricans, yeah, Dominicans. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah. So that I, you know, definitely don't know more. I think, of course, you know, I don't know what happened to him. He was just facing charges. His music wasn't hitting the same. He just went in a whole different direction that really affected him to be. I feel like he would have been up there with Daddy Yankee if he would have consistently been would have been uh, dropping hits. Um, like that's a corudo. But that was a big, big hit. That was like a billion views before videos was a billion views. Exactly. Um, so he was doing he was exactly. doing a, a lot of numbers. Exactly. Of course, he has a lot, a lot of hits. A lot of he he was big and he was really big and very influential. And I'm pretty sure in uh, Osuna's career because he I remember when he said like when he first started Osuna was uh, Don Omar was um, was one of his idols. But I don't know what happened with them. Shit went left and I, I don't know. But um. Yeah, man. I, I, for me, Don Omar would be number three. Yeah, I just feel like, like you know, for you have him for number three. My opinion on him is why I didn't put him in my top three was the fact that he just went too much time without releasing music, and at the he was at the height, like neck and neck but, with but Daddy. They, neck they go too. Hold on, they go too. In a shorter period of time. But listen, I understand. But listen, but listen. The thing about it is that El Abayalde album put the game over the top. Like, it gave it that push so, so, to get the worldwide. So, so what you saying? He opened the doors for Don Omar. For Don Omar. I'm not saying that he... I just felt like Dego's album had a bigger impact than the last Don. And then, as as he kept going through his career, I felt like he, he kept going lower and lower because virtual Don, that, that I Don album, <laughs> you already know, that shit was hot garbage. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's, talk, let's talk back. Like, well, as he got older in his career... Was just weird, and let's not talk about the fact that in December of 2019 he dropped the whole album. That now I can't name a single. You can't even nobody in the world even knew he dropped the album. I get it. I seen his shit where he was talking about how you know he was getting raped. He signed a contract when he was young, but still, I feel like there's other ways to to, to work on music, mixtapes, and not only that. In in that Daddy versus Don't concert series, he mm. didn't get not one win, mm. and that's a fact because we went and we heard all the ones before that and after. He didn't get not one win, and I feel like even like like what we said about Daddy while he was number one, he he you know he showed love to the new generation, you know. And the thing about Dong is that when trap started blowing up, he started criticizing early on. Oh, you know, mm. I'm not gonna let my kids mm. listen to. I don't think the game should be like that. Da 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 da. And he burned a lot of bridges with a lot of new mm. artists. Hence why Osuna and a lot of people don't want to work with him. You know what I mean? And I, I, I get it, but that, that that was what it was for me. Like, I just felt like over time, mm. it, it, his music didn't age well at all. And then his work ethic, and even now to this day, like, everything going on. And then another thing, you know, the other day, he got a song with um, Bad Bunny. And when it came out that... Jay Cortez wrote his verse, I felt awkward. Like, come on. Like, a heavy hitter like Dawn had a young boy like Jay Cortez write his verse. You know what I mean? That's why I didn't include him in my top four. Not to say that he didn't influence the game. He did. Mm. He there. And my, my fourth four, of course, we spoke about that kind of like, was Is that what I think? Oh. Did I? Nah, you said I got her twice, bro. You said I got her twice. Oh, I got, got Daddy, 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 Daddy,
But I also I was I was there with Dago, and I also wanted to. All right. Maybe we need to add a fifth. I think Evie Queen deserves to be up there on that uh Rushmore because she was like the only hip hop female that came from the Playero time that really, you know, even though she didn't, you know, she, I but think she she made a mark. Like, we're gonna do it like this because the thing about it is that Mount Rushmore is Mount Rushmore, and what we're gonna do for our podcast, we're gonna add basically six statues to go with the four to make it a top ten. The the, the the four on the top were the, 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 the big influence, you know, the ones on the top, the faces, but then we go to statues and... Hold on, Twigs. Remember the album Los Doce Discipulos? Oh, yeah. Forget about we're going it. To, we're going to do the Diez Discipulos. Bad. Exactly. So, I, I agree with you. Now, now we're going to go back to me. I'll go to five. I'm going to go Evie Queen, obviously, for the, the, the you know... One, there was never a woman in the game like her. Yeah. So now, and she was playing balls back in the day. She was looking like a dude. La Caballota, la uh, yeah. Ola, like all this stuff. Yeah. And basically, if it wasn't for her, there would be no Carol G. There would be no Nati Natasha, no uh, Becky yeah. G. She yeah. influenced that. And if you go through reggaeton and you think about the fads and the phases, there was never a, a heavy-headed woman like her. Uh, yeah. Yo Quiero Bailar and uh, or even all the other records. She had her albums, the Playero days. When she started doing the Bachata records on my flow, like, that that was next level. And she, she gets five for me. Then when it goes to six, I'm going to put J Balvin for a simple fact that, like, what we were talking about earlier, how daddy basically gave him the throne of reggaeton. And I just got to say that when, when J Balvin came out, reggaeton was in a point where a lot of people were getting tired of it. They kept saying the beats were the same because they took that techno format and ran with it, and everybody was doing it. And it. Yep, 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 yo! Yeah, we back up in here. You already know, ready to finish this motherfucking episode. This is the second half of the first part that we was uh, discussing about. There was an album once called the, Diez, uh, the Doce Discipulos, but we're going to come out with the Diez Discipulos of the best artists out right now that has made a big impact, that's still influential to this day, and still are currently making good music. So that, that's what the well, Diez Discipulos Well, basically, it's, it's, it's like this. It's the Mount Rushmore, and then it will be six Discipulos to make it ten. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, nah, man. Like, like how Alex was saying, you know, and, and it, it's controversial, but you got to remember, like, we're giving our opinions, but then again, I'm not, like, you know, me personally, I'm not just going to give an opinion based off biasness or nothing. I'm going to give you my opinion based off feelings, and, and, and I'm going to basically give you my reason on why, you know what I mean? Because, like, it, it's always going to be, like, when, when you're talking about top tens and top fives and the best of this and the best of that, it's always, oh, but that list was this, and this person didn't get that right. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just, if you could if you could debate it, then it is what it is. Exactly. And once again, um, please share comments, like, suggestion, and everything. So if you have anything, if you guys want to call in or send an email, please do so. We will share that on under the comment section. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. I bet. So when we when we left off, it was we both had gave our four heads on the Mount Rushmore of reggaeton. Mine's was Daddy Yankee, Tego Calderon, We Sing, and Alcángel. 
and Alex had, let him know. I had I had the same three: Daddy Yankee, Arca, Arcanje, Teo Calderon. But my only thing I added was uh, instead of Wisin, Don Omar. And I think a lot of people's gonna agree with me on that one. No, I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean. Like, like you see, like my reasoning on why I didn't put Don Omar on my list, and this is just a little, like you know, I mean, I'm gonna just give a like real quick on it because I'm gonna we we gonna dedicate a whole episode about Don Omar, like. A whole episode about it because, like, it, it, it's it's very like his whole thing is like this. He came out with the last dawn. He had a big splash. You know what I mean? A big splash, huge, huge splash. And from there on, he had a lot of songs and a lot of big hits on the radio from there on. But my whole thing is that after the first album, every album after was basically lower than the other ones. Like, like, but, but like, okay, you say it was lower, like, but not for nothing. He always had his though. He always was coming with the hits, just like everybody else. Daddy Yankee, like his album was wasn't all the best, but he always had two, three good hammers that were boom, were international everywhere. And not for nothing, Don Omar was the first billion views before billion views was even billion views on YouTube. That, but his, one his hiatus from the game. Damaged his whole legacy yes. a lot. Yes, yes, a yes. A whole lot. Because but not, but you can't say that because Tego, hold on, Tego left the game, but he's, his his shit is still solidified. But the thing is, is that when when you when you put the last dong next to one, the last dong was a hell of an album, but Tego broke barriers. You know what I mean with his album? Like that was the first album that crossed over and made it over here, where people in New York started to realize, yo. What the hell is going on with this reggaeton stuff? It's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Dego's album is, is like, on his own. It, it's, like, that shit is, like, his own galaxy. Like, there's no album that could touch that album because it's golden. He had Young Looney Tunes before he blew up on there with a lot of beats. His production, what he was talking about, the just the sentiment of the album, how he was, the, the lyric, everything. Like, that album itself, the game needed that album. And then that's like when we talk about Dong, the last Dong came out, and the last Dong was out, you know, it's like other albums came out after that, Barrio Fino. And Barrio Fino had a bigger impact than the last Dong did. You know what I mean? Like, that's because one, that, and that's true. But, you know, Barrio Fino had that one gasolina that really took it. That shit but it wasn't, it wasn't really just Gasolina, because you got to remember, he had Gasolina, No Me Dejes Solo on that. He had Lo Que Paso Paso. Like, he had a lot of big records. Yeah, but Gasolina records. was really that stamp, you know, ah, yeah, like, course, took it out the park. Of course, of course. But it's just the thing, like, the thing about Dong is that, one, his hiatus in the game. Two, his legacy in the game. Like, he didn't really, like, when it came to the new generation and Trap started coming out, what he did came out and he bad mouthed trap off. Oh, I wouldn't let my kids listen to that. Not my daughters. This is that. Burns his bridge. Not only that, he had Kendall signed to his label before Kendall was Kendall. And and what he did out of an argument that they had, dropped Kendall and had Kendall in the mix of middle of nowhere, like. His ego got bigger than his 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 artistry, pretty much. His ego got bigger than Don Omar was, you know. Just 
even even like when you hear how he was talking, the king of kings and this and that, he was never the king of kings. Let's get that straight. He was never. He, like, he was never higher than Daddy Yankee. Impossible. He couldn't because Daddy Yankee was out before him. And even by the time he caught up to Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee had four albums out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, I guess, yeah. And that's what yeah, but you can't deny the fact that Don Omar, um, Don Omar presence in the game and the Hegathon was insignificant and made. Well, yeah, he, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's a legend. But then when you think about, like, how we was talking about longevity, and not only that, long, longevity in the game, re- relevance in the game, you know, and then time. Dude, like, Don Omar basically quit because of whatever his situation was with his label. We get that. But then when you go to my list, I have Weezing up there. Weezing that never quit. We think still to this day never took a break. You know what I mean? And what we seen gave to the game was way bigger than what Don Omar gave the game. And that's a fact. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we seen was the first duo artist to break off, have his solo album, and be successful himself. Where people could remember, damn, he had this song. Damn, he had, like, Esta Noche Pelea. Damn, he had, you know, he had a whole bunch of songs on his own time. That was without Yandel, that was smash it. You know what I mean? And that's rare. Because when you think about artists like Rakim and Ken Y, what the fuck did Rakim did without Ken Y? Nothing. You think about Plan B, what did Maldi do without Chencho? Nothing. You think about Zion and Lennox, did Lennox ever drop a solo album? If he did, that shit was trash. You understand? Like, we seen that, like, when you think about reggaeton, in the, in the beginnings of reggaeton, it was always duos. Hector Keith or Zion and Lennox and all that. You know what I mean? Like, I go on and on and on and on. There was never a rapper as big as we seen. And then when you think about it, even when when, when they did Roy Rumble, the song, we seen was on that track like this, spitting bars. When they did the Death of Feel song with with, with, with Diego and everything, we seen was on that track. When it came to a lot of those songs that... Like, we think was always, no matter what, yeah, no. he was in the duo, he was always a solo artist in his own. Neck and neck with the Yankee and Don Omar. And then when Don Omar took that break, we think was still in the game like this. And we think got more hits than Don Omar. No, no, we think we think I ain't no mad big Because the numbers speak for itself. Super big features. Big features, big collaborations. And, and not just reggaeton collaboration. You know, these guys got pop records. They got songs with 50 Cent. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they took it to a whole nother level. Yandel didn't go on that list, obviously, but it was just important. And T-Pain, it, it's just important that we needed a, a, a duo up there, and, and we seen carry the game on his back for a big period of time. Because when that techno sound happened, we seen was like this on, on the bars, Abusadora, all those songs. Those, those were a big part of those songs was Weezing's pen more than Yandel's pen, and everybody knows this. And then back to, like, me, me and Alex had, you know, these are conversations we had before a podcast. When, when Weezing and Yandel did the song MySpace with Don Omar, and there was a controversy because the, the artist who wrote the, the part that when Don Omar was, you know, come back at a, uh, you know, that was a chanteo from a Panamanian artist that Don Omar didn't really give credit to. And when that artist brought it to their attention 
and let it be known what we seen said about Don Omar. Mm. I don't know about him, but we write our own bars over here. You know what I mean? That that was. But Jay, I think right you recently too, Jay Cortez said he wrote for Don Omar as well too. Jay Cortez said he wrote for Don Omar. So, it, you know, I get it. But then again, it's like pen game, pen game, artistry-wise, relevance, longevity. Mm. We've seen got way more. Yep. It's a bigger package than Don Omar. And then let's talk about it. Let's talk about one of Don Omar's biggest songs to date <laughs> is Dan <laughs> He robbed that song. <laughs> and he didn't give Lucenzo the credit that Lucenzo needed. That's a fact. Because yeah, Lucenzo got a million interviews talking about what Don Omar did to that song. And all Don Omar added was two or three, Mueva La Cabeza. You know, it wasn't big, but he added to that song. This and he single-handedly took all the credit for that song and got that billion views. And that that's that's different. That's way different getting nah, a billion yeah, you views know, he, than that. Nigga, than how Daddy got Don his Omar billion views. Daddy, that guy from uh, Brazil. I think he put daddy on the niggas too. Pretty much. And it's not saying that, 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 that like I said. But but that, that's here near, you know, near the hill and there. That, that was just us getting into it. Because we're going to no, dedicate a whole episode to Don Omar. Because it got to be spoken on. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. But in that episode, which we're going to just give you a little snippet. That episode, we're going to talk about huge artists that basically left the game. And when it comes to what they left behind, they can't be put on these big lists, mm. you know? That's like Don is one of them. Hector's father is another one. Bozio is another one. There's a lot of artists that they left the game at the height of their careers that it tarnished their legacies no matter what nobody says. Because, like, Hector has a big relevance. And, that like, Hector in the game, compared to a lot of people, like, especially, like, Hector's relevance compared to Don Omar's is still bigger. But Hector wasn't a, a, a one-tracked artist. He was producing. He was doing a lot of compilation artists. And he left the game at the height of his career. So, like I said, that's basically for another episode. Yeah. But, you know, you got Dawn. I'm nah, not going to take it away. And I got my reasons why I didn't put him on my list. To be up there because he has the hits. He's still going. He's relevant. It, it, like you, Anybody could call Rixie right now. He'll always kill a track. So, I think that's a good choice. With Don Omar, I think it's more like a, a legacy thing, you know, like uh, as well as Tego. And just these two artists, I feel like, you know, they really made a stamp in the game and will always hold their positions. That is a fact. So then now, like, what we're going to do is we're going to go in now until from – we're going to go everything on after the, the four heads are basically discipulos, that they just up there to make a top ten. So when it comes to me – for five, I'm going to have to go with Evie Queen. On the strength of, yeah, we know she hasn't been in the game, you know, the past couple of years, but she was the first female to break those barriers into the game. And a lot of those records that she put out in that time, Yo Quiero Bailar, you know what I mean? A lot of records that she put out, it just when she was out at that time, there was nothing like her, and there would never be nothing like her because she influenced you know, Carol G, Becky G, and a lot of these other artists to be great. You know what I mean? And she was the only female yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to was... you know, to, to do it. And her bars were healthy. It wasn't like that she was just, uh, like, her bars were crazy, you know? So uh, that that's five for me. When it goes to six, I'm going to take it to Columbia, and I'm going to give it to 
J Balvin because Balvin, what he did was in the in the in the in the, in the point of time where reggaeton was getting boring because the sounds were just generic and the same and the techno was just too much. J Balvin took the game back to the essence of what it needed to be, to original reggaeton. You know what I mean? Like like. And, and even all, all those records, even now to this day, like how he represents reggaeton is big. Like when he did the song, reggaeton, reggaeton, reggaeton. You know what I mean? That, not, not, not only that, like he got a bunch of records where he just always shouts out reggaeton. And, and that's big because as a Colombian artist, he surpassed a lot of Puerto Rican artists. Long in the side, and, and the and nigga got a McDonald's thing. He's on meal now. Like that's, that's big. And he's McDonald's. Not to mention, like, out of out of music, his collaborations with Babe, his collaborations with Gas, that, like, just, you know, his, his feature his, to have Beyonce on the Mi Gente feature, his, his like, you know, Beyonce on a, you know, an urban record. Like, his sneaker, his, his, one of his sneakers that he a, dropped, a fire, fire. You know? The Jordans, exactly. Like, he, he he's just a brand, and he's just not. Uh, artist, you know, he's more than just an artist. When it you comes know, to you know, and what he did to well, the game. His before you continue, you know what's something that I just realized seven, about uh, Jay Byron that I don't know if he signed. He never. I don't think he signed a big contract like Osuna, right? Like the hundred million that Osuna just signed recently. So, so like you know, like that's crazy for him not, not not no. having to sign a hundred million and look at the the landscape that he's taken and how far he has reached. Yeah, but you can see that and just his choice. Like, he has a choice to do whatever because Balvin is on pop records. He's on reggaeton records. He's on rap records. He's on a bunch of records, you know, trap records, you know, and that's, you know. Yeah, to, that's to cool. That's crazy. And how, how We're going to have another conversation about done. those contracts here, too, about niggas, niggas on a contract. But anyway. Nah, I mean, nah, I mean. So that was six, seven for me. Mm. I'm going to have to go, and I'm going to put Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny came in the game, and his stamp in the game is just too big. Like, everything that he did was trendsetting. Like, you know, he came out in a time where, you know, at the time, Anuel was a bigger artist, and I thought that Anuel was going to be the bigger artist. But the way that Bad Bunny took over the game and everything he did from the trap to what he's doing now and how he's taking the sound of reggaeton from regular reggaeton to bringing back the old perreo sound, just everything that he's done to his collaborations, the croc collaborations, the album he did with J Balvin, just his work. In the past three years, there's no harder working artist than Bad Bunny. To win composer of the year, writer of the year, fucking ASCAP, like the sky's the limit with him. And he's up there on a level with the greats with the Daddy Yankees, with the Tego Calderons, with the Hector's Fathers, you know. So he's up there, and he gets seven. Now, when it comes to eight, eight, I'm going to give eight to Nicky Jam. What, what, and Nicky Jam is going to get another episode as well because of everything that happened to him. Nicky Jam went from being a big artist with Daddy Yankee in the beginning of reggaeton to still being big to falling off heavy, not being in the game for 10 years to have the biggest comeback in music, period. Not, no, not just urban music, music, period. 
there has never been a bigger comeback than Nicky Jam in the game in any fucking genre of music. How he came back, the 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 fucking movement that he created and he started, and just the music, his pen game, his artistry, his fucking his sold out shows around the world, everything about that man. Like like the what he did to the game and his stamp to have a big hiatus like that to come back to to be as big as what he is. He definitely gets a spot in that list. My nine, I'm going to give nine to Don Omar because obviously everything that we just spoke about, he's not higher, but it, it's like I said, it deserves its own episode on how I feel about Don Omar. I'm not a Don Omar hater, but him as an artist, he doesn't deserve to be higher than some of these harder working artists that have been working hard day in, day in, day out and never gave up when he basically gave up because of his record label and his contract and all that stuff. And, you know, from his career, as he kept going and his albums kept coming out, every album to me was a pushback rather than a step forward. And he didn't elevate the game. After The Last Dong and King of Kings, and even King of Kings, I could speak on that too, he didn't elevate the game and he didn't keep it moving forward. He left it stagnant. And that's why he don't got a higher spot than me. Then for 10, 10, me personally, I, I'm going to give Yo, you don't got, like you don't got fucking Faruko on your list? As a group. For the simple fact. Nah, I, I'm giving it to Joel Hernandi because they've been out longer. Faruko's special. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm giving it to Joel Hernandi on the strength of what they've been in the game. Like, in terms of a duo that, like, basically, they've been a duo and how they hold down the perreo, and perreo holds a special place in my heart. Like, as a fan of urban music, I've always been a fan of reggaeton sax, of those real perreo tracks, the, the sandungueo, the dirty dancing, the, the, party. the against the wall, pushed up, you know what I mean? That type of music, the hooky parties. You know, Joely Handy always, always came out and held down the game to another level. And you're talking about 15 years in the game, like of straight perreo, 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 up to the other day with the Viva el Perreo. And, and you know, like, I just feel like they hold a special place in my heart. And so one just, your list I, again? I have to give them 10 in that list. One, Daddy Yankee. Two, Tego Calderon, three, Wisin, four, Arcangel, five, Evie Queen, six, J Balvin, seven, Bad Bunny, eight, Nicky Jam, nine, Don Omar, okay. ten, Joel Randy. Okay. That's not a bad list. Um, my, my first, I'm going to start nah, with my go. first four, Daddy Yankee, nah, Ica, Don Omar, Tego. My number five would have to be uh, Evie Queen, of course. Like you said, it legendary number one girl. I remember when I used to watch her video back in the days when she had, like, fucking dreadlocks. Like, she was really looking like a thug out here, like, completely different from what she looks now. So my rock with her, she got a major hit that's going to withstand from 20 years, 30 years from now. It's going to be being played. Uh, my number six is Nicki Jam. Course legendary. I understand why he got the phoenix um, on his throat because you know he rose from the ashes. You know, like 
of his situation. And like I said, when, you know, we were speaking behind the scenes. Um, that movie, that documentary, whatever that, whatever that thing, whatever you want to call it, El Ganador, like that shit is underslept. Whoever filmed it and the director, the way they put it out, they really dropped the ball on that one because his story is very significant. Like you said, his come up was not only important in the reggaeton, but like in the hip hop and R and B, like somebody that really went through the drugs and everything and really had it all before and then let it fall back and go to a whole nother country and really blow up, like, come on, like, crazy. Like, really, really blow up, reinvent himself and just work on his craft again yeah, yeah, to yeah, come yeah, back, yeah, like, yeah. the way he did. That big, big shout-out to Nicky Jam, like, one of my favorites. Um, my number seven would be Jay Byron. Um, with Jay Byron for me was, I, he was, for me, I was, I, I was sleeping on Jay Byron. Like, I thought he was going to be one of these artists that come and go. Like, for, for me, like, his first single, like, it was very gimmicky, gimmicky to me. Like, I didn't take him serious. And I don't think anybody did, to be honest with you. But over the years, he really progressed and really put reggaeton on his back and really took it to another level. So my respect for him. And then all the collaborations that he's doing, and to really see that, to really see that get done where it started to where it's at right now is crazy. And then it's even crazier that a Colombian really came and really put it where it was supposed to be the whole time. You know, because it had a little slippage, but it really came back. And, you know, you've got to give Jay Byron his thanks to, to that. And I think he really holds a significant weight in the game. And to see where he has come, and I, I'm really excited to see where he, he has coming in the future. So, definitely. Uh, my number eight would be Faruko, which I'm surprised you didn't have Faruko on there. You know, Faruko is one of those artists that, you know, was dropping mixtape. What I really like about Faruko is that the nigga really had was a concept artist. Like, you know, I really felt like when Hector left, I really felt like I had Hector still here because the way Faruko was killing shit. Yeah, he said that's why I agree with you. I didn't put him on that list because I had to put Don Omar on that list, you know what I mean? Because then everybody's going to be like, oh, he's a Don Omar hater. And that's why, because if it wasn't for that, I would have switched out Don and put Faruko on that because it's like I said, like, Don's going to get his own episode. He's great. He's Hall of Fame, all that. But it's like how you saying, Faruko filled the void where it needed to be filled when Hector left. And just him, he has big fucking records like he has worldwide records and then like how you said the compilations from the reggae albums and and the beginning everybody fire. thought it was gonna be whack it actually was fucking fire not only that when he what he did to the uh, trap game trapicante yeah crazy like you know what i mean like 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 him and even still to this day with la toxica like he's a big artist and when we do What's going to happen is we're going to have to make a new list with the new era. No old names. New era. And when that list comes out, I, I'm telling you, Faruko's going to be on my top three. For a simple fact that when you talk about the new the new generation, the kings, the leaders of the new school, it's Alcangel, Faruko, fucking Joel Handy, obviously, for, for, for their reasons. And then Bad Bunny, J Balvin, you know, but that's for... Yeah, so, right, you know, like, I really like, I really like Faruko because of his concept. Like, he always had a concept album. 
And uh, I remember one time I went to a party and, you know, I went to a party where I didn't expect to hear Faruko come on. When I heard creepy, 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 yo, like, the shit went nuts in there. And, like, it was crazy. So, Faruko definitely gets a big up for me. Big up! Um, number nine for me was going to have to be Bad Bunny. Come on, Bad Bunny, legendary. You know, me and you be talking behind the scene and, you know, I'm going to go on the ledge and say I feel like Bad Bunny is going to be, you know, up there with the daddies and the dones and, and um, Farukos and them. Like, you're like he's definitely going to hold the spot. Oh, like, his contribution to the game is unbelievable. Him bringing back the Opereo, like the old reggaeton, like the Marquesina music, that hooky vibe music. Like, it's crazy. And for him, and for it to blow up the way it did, especially Safaera, like, I didn't think it was going to blow up the way oh, it did. God. Like, that shit transcended and oh, TikTok God. crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, man, he, 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 he rocked. And not only that, for yeah. his music and what he did for, I remember he did the uh, Jimmy Fallon show, and he was performing with a skirt. I didn't really understand, so I did some research, and I... I realized he did that some a transgender person got killed, and you know he was standing up for their rights and shit. And I thought that was pretty big. Yep. Nah, he's really he's really political, and I respect that about Bad Bunny. And you know, a lot of the stuff that he says and everything pertains doesn't pertain to America. It pertains to Puerto Rico, and that's first and foremost. Yes, Puerto Rico is a part of America, but the way Puerto Ricans get shunned and the way the country gets shunned is just on another level. And I'm glad that. Bad Bunny's been a voice, and you know what, what he says and how he speaks, and even when he did the political song that he yeah, did. Yeah, and not only that, I remember pre-COVID he had a tour going. He stopped his tour in order to protest with the Puerto Ricans there, and, I, and Daddy Yankee came out, but he was on the front lines, like on some real, like, yo, fuck all that, like, I'm out here with, with my peoples. And when I seen that, like, my respect for him was on another level. So I, I really hope Bad Bunny... On a, on a high pedestal for, for his contribution and what he brings to the game and bringing light to to something that needs to be spoken on and um, and be noticed on the world. So I really respect him for that. So definitely Bad Bunny goes on that list for me. Um, my number... My next one would have to be... This is my 10th one right now? 10. Okay, um... We seen like everything you have said, everything about we seen like, like what can you say bad about we seen like this guy really changed the game. I know a lot of people are gonna disagree and they're gonna be like, oh we seen Yandere, but Yandere really like when he did his solo thing, it really wasn't ah like you can't really it was nothing worth talking about. When we see this, he really changed the game. He had hit worldwide hit records. Um, of course, it's Santeo, his crazy talk. I love his crazy talk, and we seen definitely goes up there for me. All right, Not all right, all right, all right. So, you know, there you go, that, that that's basically our list. Daddy right down your list from, 10, from 1 to 10, like I did. Dago, Evie Queen, Nicky Jam, J. Bobby, Faruko, Bad Bunny, and we seen. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's go. So, like, like y'all know, like right now, this, this is the, the the second episode of Urban Debaters, Reggaeton, and everything. 
Right now, we're going to keep it like that because it's a nice little episode, give you a lot to think about. And, you know, coming forward for the next episode, what we're going to bring for you guys is basically the the same way XXL does a freshman list. We're doing that, but for the urban genre. We're going to have a freshman list for 2020 of all the, the top 10 best urban up-and-coming artists. That's what we're going to do. Not only that, we're going to give Rookie of the Year we we are like for right now because you know we almost at the end of the MVP, year MVP. and then it's gonna be rookie of the year the fresh MVP and hardest working artist and you know next 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 episode we're gonna bring that to 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 the to the show you know what I mean like finishing up these lists but that way we could just continue and you know bringing you different content but but at least we giving you our top tens and. Stuff like that. Exactly. So exactly, exactly. That and we'll be the um, something to look forward to also is going to be our YouTube, our merch is coming. Um, any if you have any suggestion, if you guys want to make a call, if you guys want to debate or you guys want to talk, or just you know whatever, just to chat it up. Uh, we definitely are going to do that. Um, I also have some ideas. Also, basically, like what's going to go with this podcast is what we're going to start doing from now on that's going to go in with every podcast. We're going to make a battle every podcast between two artists. So this podcast, episode two, is going to go with the battle. And we got gotcha. It's a heavy hitting battle. This is a heavyweight bout right here. This battle is going to be Alcangel battling Faruco for hit by hit and going song for song. And seeing nah, nah, hold who on, got hold a better on. discography. You said something earlier. Right, didn't gonna you say do, was Moore versus uh, Weezy? Yeah, no, 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 chill, 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 chill. That's the next episode, for the next episode. It's too early, it's too early. We're going to do that for the don't episode. For the don't episode, we're going to do that. But for this episode... We we got something for y'all for the don't episode, but for this episode, it's basically going to be Akangel battling Faruko hit for hit, and it's going to be 15 songs going against 15 songs, the top songs that we pick, and it's just going to be a nice feel-good playlist at, at that, you know, for you could rap out to, and for every, for every episode, we're going to try to give you a playlist of two artists going up against each other, discography-wise, battle-wise, yeah, um, and that's what we're going to take it. Yeah, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be big, man, we're going to do this for the love and we definitely want to uh, want the listeners to get a, a view of of how we think and the the, the competitive nature of, of, of both of these artists and their hits and their contributions to the game. So we definitely look forward to bringing this uh, this to you guys. And you might even hear songs that you probably didn't forgot about because uh, Twigs didn't make playlists that songs. I was like, damn, I forgot about that song. So definitely, I definitely look forward to that. Yeah, because that's the thing, like, you know, like, a little bit of, like, about a background that, that I got to say that, that makes me a little bit different. Not, like, I'm not special or nothing like that, but when all this was going down in my teens, I used to DJ in the heart of the reggaeton ever. And, oh, oh, my God, that, if I could go... Yo, yo, speak time, on man, that. Speak, speak on I that a little bit. Even speak on that. Even to this day, what I feel... Even, even still to this day, I feel like it's crazy that, you know, you still got La Mega and all that, but they don't give us these throwback 12 o'clocks, let's give them an hour of some throwbacks. Like, yo, La Mega, Alex Sensation, <laughs> dame un show, una hora con los throwbacks. 
Like, there's so many old songs. I remember when La Calle was heavy, and all you heard on the radio, I remember, like, for example, when Bandoleros came out. Bruh, every car in the street, Bandoleros, aunque digan que soy, out of every fucking car, no exaggerations, all facts. Like, there were certain records that were just so big. I remember... When 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 we was up and coming and on the radio when people used to call oh dedícame esta canción a mi novia te va con Ricky Hector like yo I remember people fucking calling the radio crying like you know that was a big fucking era man and we I come from that era when I was DJing hooky parties and I got so much old songs in my head like yo like just. Man, in there, like just waiting. Just I just want to re-release for you guys. Like we gotta bring this this vibe back, this culture back, man. With all this Corona, all this bullshit, fuck all that. Let's get back to the good vibes and the good old perreo and the sandunguero. Yo, Twix, tell them about what was your equipment like when we used to go to these parties, like and we used to go DJ. Dude, this shit. Yo, I was an innovator, man. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Real shit though. Back in the day, I had an amp, right? I had an amp, and I had a mixer, a, 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 you know, a mixer that goes back and forth, channel one, channel two. And I had my speaker set up, right, and an equalizer, but I freaked the game, and I was DJing party on <laughs> Xbox 360 and a PS4 and a little-ass TV that I had. I bought a TV. I plugged this shit to the to the fucking TV, and I had this shit on channel one and channel two. So I would go and deadass be DJing with an Xbox control, a PlayStation control, and a mixer back and forth. Bruh, I got pictures, and we're going to put that up for y'all can see that on the podcast and shit. I was an innovator. This was before the iPads, before the fucking computer DJs, before Yo, all that. Hey, thank you. Dude. It was a fucking. It wasn't even a yeah. PS4. I'm sorry. It was a PS4. Yo, yo if you think about it, that was ahead. Of, you was ahead of your time because if you think you had mad fucking music and you was really out there looking for the, you know, you really had your your shit organized too by sections and different kind of. But by because that's what it was. This was before iPods were really in, and you got to remember that a lot of people didn't understand that the PS3 and the Xbox 360 had a hard drive that could hold music in it. So, and not only that, another whammy, which I got to show the show, and, and it's going to be in a picture. We're going to get it to y'all so y'all can see this, and y'all can see that it's true. I also have an original Xbox, the first Xbox with over 3,000 songs from the heyday of reggaeton. I'm talking about Los Doce Discípulos, El Abayalde album, Barrio Fino, My Flow, all of them. Not only My Flow, La Galgula. I could go on and on and on. Quanta Girla, fucking reggaeton sex. Like, I got so much music, man. And I'm going to be bringing y'all so much old throwbacks to take y'all back to that time where you was young and these hookies or in love with a girl back in the day where all you could do was dedicate her reggaeton. Uh, I did a lot of that. Oh yo, but yo, but you remember the the first party we threw in um in Joel's crib? Yeah, <laughs> that was a bad. That, that was a man. That, that party was huge, man. man. Like like even the it was like so sick that you know at the time 
You, it was real. A lot of and people didn't no believe in the urban as much. Dude, I had no social okay, yeah, media, yeah, my... only MySpace. MySpace was out. But I remember throwing on puta bellaca and songs, puta bellaca, puta bellaca, like, oh, my, them reggaeton sex songs, and Yo, everybody going eat shit, bro. Like, oh, my God. So many, I got uh, so many memories, man, of times when I was playing records that were urban, underground, hardcore, perreo records, and everybody would go, wow, man. That's like, you know, we always knew what reggaeton was going to be in the world, and now the way it is, man, worldwide, fucking, you could go to McDonald's right now and order the J Balvin meal. You could go on Crocs.com and try to find some Bad Bunny Crocs. You could fucking, the, the, the sky's the limit of how far this genre then took it. You know what I mean? And, you know, with, with that, I go back to Don, and I got to say that he knew the vision. Because, and a lot of his chanteos, you know, he used to say, you know, la, la musica urbana de hasta sol de hoy sigue cambiando el mundo. And that was almost 10 years ago, and he was right. Major facts right there. He was a visionary, but he just lost. I don't know what happened. He didn't want to drop music because he wasn't getting paid. And, you know, you know, the game was different. Now you got Internet, which really exposed the industry and the contracts that are being made, especially now owning your masters and publishing and everything, you know. Oh, that's a fact. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because, you know, like, we're going to end the episode like this. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to just stop it there. One thing you got to remember is when we talk about Don is Don felt some type of way because he was getting raped by his record label. But check it out. Another person who was getting raped by the record label, who stood at a thousand, who worked through it, and got his masters back now, is Yandel. Because we seen Yandel, and Yandel said it. He doesn't own now one of his songs from his first King Contra Me. So now, rewind, fast forward to now, where he owns all his masters, he did King Contra Me Part 2. And no matter what, when everybody owns his masters, and he wasn't making a million dollars, and he was just grinding for his money... He stood in the game like this, with all punches thrown at him, going hard, doing what he had to do. And nah, that's a dick. fact. That's a major fact right there. That's a major fact. That's a major fact. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I think he's still legendary regardless. Um, yeah. He is, but like I said, this is the, 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 you know, the second episode of Urban Debaters, reggaeton and everything. Like I said, you know, leave comments, you know, Go, if you can, email us, comment, give your opinion, tell us we wrong, because at the end of the day, we don't suck dick, and we don't want you to suck dick. Well, everybody, urban debaters, reggaeton and everything, and we...